Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904. Jacksonville. A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening and welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. Captain Kevin Favor has taken a little time off and he is hunting, but we have a special guest tonight, Captain Corey Sparks. Good evening, Corey. Good evening, Scotty. Good to be here. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, um, we just got over which I thought was actually going to be a lot worse than what it was. Thank goodness it wasn't. Them poor people out west got hammered um, with tornadoes and high winds and all that. And thank goodness I didn't see much in the wind. Now, I mean, rain-wise, I didn't really think it was that bad. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. There was really no wind behind it. If anything, it was west. Um, So I really don't think it hurt us in the fishing department area. Um, no more different than an afternoon thunderstorm. I mean, I don't, I don't think we got inches or anything. I mean, I, I probably maybe, maybe, maybe a half an inch in, at the house. Yeah. Um, so I feel as though we're okay. Um, there was nothing that really dirtied it up. Um, uh, but with that being said, still the water has still been super high. We have, we've had no tide movement. For the most part, at all this week. I mean, I was looking at it, and it was like a, a four three, and then a point nine. So it's like you know the water is just creeping, which always going to happen on the backside of the moon. But it's still it's still not cleaned up in Saint Augustine. It's still it's still it's still dirty. I mean, unless you get around the inlet, and you can find that vein of clean water, but it's still real dirty on the South Jetty and stuff like that. Um, on a, on the uh, last of the outgoing tide, uh, the fishing down there off the jetties um, this week again. I mean, sheepheads are going to take take number one slot. Um, there's a few redfish in on the jetties as well. Um, some pompano we've caught on the jetties this week uh, with the water temperature. Water temperature still 67, 68 degrees, but it's gonna it's gonna cool off. It look. I mean, long range forecast. I mean, that's we were talking about that before we. We got on the air, um, you know, they're talking like Friday, like a low of 20 and a high of 45 or something like that. So, I mean, we're definitely going to get it. Um, this week I have uh, what I've seen and heard. 
like the trout might have slowed down because the water temperature got back up again. So we're having a hard time uh, fishing any trout. Uh, the yellowmouth trout, if you're if you're into catching weak fish and and yellowmouth trout, which especially I think you would agree, there's days that you have to do that because you have kids on board. Sure. So it's a lot. It's a it makes it it makes it fun. You know, you're just bending rods. I don't care. I, I mean, now with a grown man, nine times out of ten, unless they're you know two and three and four pound fish, I'm really not going to really go target them. Yeah. But when I have kids on the boat, I'm going to target them. Absolutely. Yeah, just to just to get that action and bend a rod. We've caught a few of them up in the valley this week. Um, the water temps in the valley have been 65, 66, um, dirty, like you said, down yep. south. Uh, and the trout bite, it, it was good leading up, and then it's it's slowed down extremely. And and you can't find a flounder right now. No, I mean, the redfish are chewing. Yep. No, the redfish bite's been really good. Yeah. You know, and uh, and 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 not not maybe not a pile of fish, but. I mean, overall, I feel as though between, you know, the rat, rat reds, what we call rat reds, yeah. that bite has settled down a little bit. It's not yes. that 60, 70 fish day of those. And you go, dang, where the heck is, you know, where's mama bear at? You yeah. know, it's, it's, there's a lot more mixed in. And I have found that myself, whether it was fishing in the main ditch, fishing in creeks, I haven't had any problem finding you know legal redfish on every stop and catching a couple yeah. couple shorts but i mean they're they're right the second they're really diverse they're you know anywhere you kind of go yep if you caught them there before you know they're yeah. you know hopefully they're there but for the most part fishing that kind of way in the creeks and in the main shoreline shoreline like i do i've been picking them up either which way drum are still around the yeah. thing that i can't believe they're still here the mangoes are still here yeah we caught mangoes in that northeast wind tuesday it was i mean stupid and yeah. still good fish i mean they're not yeah. you know they're not there is plenty of undersized fish but i mean the fish i saw you guys have and 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 uh uh captain rob bennett had i mean they were they were good you know solid 13 14 inch fish it was like wow okay december yeah. and we're still here with those but but we also had last week, you couldn't complain at all, of, of literally record temperatures of being, you know, 82 degrees all, all week long. So it was like, you know, I mean, wow. I mean, for being December and being that warm, um, I mean, how cool is that? So with that being said, um, it's been a little bumpy this week. So the offshore boats and stuff, I think their last shot was over the, over the weekend. But again... With that high temperature we had and the cooler water, um, it was the fog. Yeah. Yep. We all, you know, we were all there Saturday morning for the outdoor show, their annual Christmas party at Ring Power. Yeah. Which, again, thank you, Ring Power. We appreciate y'all. Um, what great a great time. turnout. Um, it, it's fun because I get to see a lot of people that I don't normally, you know, you don't normally run into it at a basis so sure you know that and um Just i don't know meet, why meeting they, a lot of each other's clients that's too, it you know? that's yeah. it you know and and i don't know why they wanted to do it but i got a few pictures they want to uh, i got guys that hear you on and they don't know who you are take it i said oh really uh, <laughs> let's just let's just leave it by voice and not, with a, not with a picture <laughs> But anyhow, I had a couple, a couple of picture opportunities. But anyhow, that's funny. But uh, the fog has just been that whole Monday. Well, excuse me, backing up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday 
Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll tell you what, it was brutal. Um, ran by GPS on Friday, ran by GPS yeah. on Monday. Uh, it's not, it's just scary when that happens because yeah. it's, it's straight sea fog. It never lifted all day long. You're, and just again, like we talk about whenever we talk about winds out of a certain direction that lacks our ability to fish that area, here you are with fog. I'm not going far. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about myself because I know how it's to handle the, the boat. Yeah. It's everybody else that's around me that I'm worried about. Um, and honestly, the water was quite busy um, on Friday and Monday. Um, they opened up uh, uh, oysters down in, down in Salt Run, you know, opened up areas, Salt Run being one. But they had been closed for a while because of the, the weather and the... Uh, and the clarity of the water and stuff like that. So anyhow, there was a lot of a lot of recreational guys running yeah. around chasing chasing the, the, <laughs> their two two five gallon buckets of oysters uh, every week here that or every day that I've seen. But um, it's that time of year for that all to start. Football games, Christmas right around the corner, and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, so everybody's getting their oyster fill this time of year. But with that being said. You know, the sheephead bite still remains good. I know. Have you played with them at all? Have you done any of it? Uh, I haven't. They, when the water temps were a little bit cooler two or three weeks ago, they fired off. And then that water jumped back up and yep. kind of shut them down. And I haven't I haven't caught much uh, sheep's head or black drum in the valley, which is disappointing. Yeah. The, you know, maybe with this cold blowing through, it'll fire them back off. Because you're usually – you. I mean, the pictures, you know, that you send uh, and all, I mean, you're usually on the black drum situation, yeah. you know. We fish a lot of roll downs, yep. a lot of shell bars, and uh, that's a staple this time of year right. to go to. So, so that's, uh, yeah. Uh, now, now uh, me on the other part, uh, I've been, <laughs> I mean, catching really nice sheephead and drum in the creeks and stuff like that. So, um, I actually caught bigger ones in the creeks than I have on the jetties. Nice. You know, a lot of males and stuff like that that have been that I have been catching on the jetties, uh, but the sharks are still there. Yeah, man, I lost I lost a couple fish to sharks this week, wow. and it's just like, my gosh! I thought, you know, okay, we're in December, you know, okay, bye bye, you know, we'll yeah. see you again, you know, see you, you know, see you again in in March, April, or May, but no, they haven't. They're still there, so they're they're still killing our fishes for us. But it it just it's it's a never ending thing fight with those um and here we go again um talking to a couple of the charter captains and stuff like that that are out there fishing on the ledge and stuff and the by the way the tuna fishing and the sail fishing and all that kind of stuff in between 130 and 160 feet of water has been on fire um all the boats are having no problems with their black fins um catch a couple wahoos nothing huge yet and um but the sailfish bite in and around that area is incredible. Um, there's been flying fish and all that out there and little tiny flyers too. Um, birds have been working like crazy. I mean, you literally can throw topwater poppers or whatever on the tuna schools. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible. But anyhow, I'm sidetracking myself. They're trolling at 7 to 10 knots, yeah. and they can't get the damn tunas away from the sharks out there. Jeez. You know, so I mean... What's next? You know, we, we complain because, okay, we're slow trolling for a mackerel and blah, blah. So, yeah, he can run it down. But here's yeah. these big diesels, and they're out in the middle of no no man's land. It's not like they're trolling over any, per se, reefs. I mean, they're, yeah. they're running. They're still There were some weed lines out there and rips and stuff like that. 
And, I mean, the sharks are just eating them up. That's and it, that's incredible. It's crazy. There's, it's, it's, I know we keep saying it, but eventually there's going to have to, we're going to have to look into this a lot closer because it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mono mono thing nowadays going fishing. It doesn't matter if you're inshore or offshore. They're I mean, there. they're everywhere. And uh, I'm just, I just hope that nobody gets bit or anything like that. You know, yeah. we know the surfing thing. We get it. But, you know, just the oddball swimming around. Yeah. Well, like the sandbar. The sandbar the, party and yeah. stuff in the summertime. Iguana, the beach yep. up there. I mean, you yep. catch bull sharks regularly. Really? In the warm months, you know. Um, Way up there. Yeah. We've seen them on the flats up there around Pine Island. I've caught bull sharks all the way up marker five, marker three area. Really? So, yeah. Not huge ones, but three, four footers. Big enough I mean, to, they're, they're, they're big enough to, to tickle your toes. I mean, yeah. I get it. But, but yeah, so, I mean, it's just it, – it, and it's – there we've talked about it for a long time. We don't – know if they're honing in on the engines which you would think like a big diesel boat or whatever sure it's it's loud it's 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 roaring but i i don't know if it's us with the outboards is it the shiny props i i it's so hard for me to understand yeah i mean immediately as soon as that rod goes off he's on it already yeah. so it, it leads me to believe the electronics as well i don't know i don't like know Leon's if trolling motor situation I, exactly i don't know i don't know if they're they they Cause it's not like it's balled into one area; it's spread over a whole ocean. Yeah. So I mean, they're that they're they're just parading around out there, and they're they're not they're just everywhere. Yeah, from the from the jetties to as deep as you want to yep. go. Yep. They're conditioned to know a boat means checking. Yeah. Out. I mean, and and honestly, like we we've talked about it for for years, but you you always saw it whenever you went behind of a back of a shrimp boat. I mean, duh. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's that's a given. But you just have, I mean, born and raised and all, and doing, I've never, never, ever seen it compared to what it's been the last four or five years. Really? Um, I've never had, you know, anything like this that I remember that went down around, around the jetties and stuff Do like that. Do you think you're seeing more in the usual spots, like behind shrimp boats, or that's remained the same? No, I think that's remained the same. Yeah. You know, and, and if anything, years ago, we were way bigger of a port of shrimp boats and stuff like that coming into port yeah. than what we are now in the industry. Um, and Hey, you know, just like you, you know, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna ride down the road till you get to the restaurant. Yeah. That's what they're doing. You're, you're, but I would have thought for years they would have learned how to follow a shrimp boat and come through the inlet, but it's not, it's only been these yeah. last few years that it's getting worse and worse. And I mean, it's not like we are fishing for them. You know, we're no. fishing for other fish, and and so that's what I'm saying. I've never, I mean, in, in guiding for 30, I've never seen it like this. Sure. So, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. We're going to have to, you know, I don't know. It, it, the, they haven't found a creek yet, so that's that's the only. Yeah. That's the only. There's a few <laughs> spots. You, if you have a kid on board, summertime, you know, chuck yep. up a pinfish or a croaker or whatever you got, ladyfish. Throw it out there, and there's going to be it's going to happen. On it, a black tip, or yeah. a little, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, that's is just we're going to hopefully, hopefully, some studies will get done. We'll kind of see where we're at, and just to try to 
balance the playing field, balance we'll call it. it. That's all I'm looking to do is just balance the playing field. Um, anyhow, we're going to take a quick break right here on the Ring Power Fishing Forecast, and we'll be right back. This is the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Corey Sparks, I'm Captain Scott Shank. Always on 1010XL on Thursday nights from 6 to 7. And I was talking to this, this guy here as he was going on his way up to Georgia because he knows what the weather's coming in to be. And he said, I would rather sit in a stand than freeze. So I'm in. I, I 100% get it. Evening, Captain Chip. What's up? You doing all right? Hey, Chip. Yep, I'd rather sit in a stand and freeze and be on the boat and freeze right now. That's what I'm talking about. We got one day tomorrow. One day tomorrow, Chip, kind of, sort of. And then it's it's going to kind of, uh, real quick, you can hear this because you want to know this actually for in the morning. Um, tomorrow, they're calling northwest winds 10 to 15 knots, diminishing 5 to 10 in the afternoon, 2 to 4 with a 14-second period. Um, and then Saturday is Northwest winds five to 10 seas two to three dominant period of 15 seconds Sunday. Then, then here we go again with that little, we're going to get another little, little something, something Northwest winds, 20 knots diminishing 15 knots in the afternoon, three to four, uh, intercoastal waterways choppy. And then, I mean, for whoever cares, then you go into right in Northeast winds on Monday at 15. Ouch. Another Georgia time. Yup. Yup. And I know we were talking earlier, and and Corey and I were talking earlier, Chip, about, like, they're talking about, like, next Friday, Thursday and Friday, which I'm supposed to be fishing, but it's, like, low, like, in the low 20s and highs in the 40s. (laughs) Guess what? I'm not fishing next week. I can promise you. I I hate cold weather. Gosh, that's all. I mean... It just makes it uncomfortable, Chip, and you know it as much as I do, Corey. You understand it. I mean, dude, it don't feel good when you got five and six layers of clothing on. You can't, I mean, you can't feel nothing. Um, can't feel your rod tip. Can't, can't feel the rod feel tips. Your fingers. Nope, nope, nope. It's no fun. It's just no fun. God created hunting season for when it's too cold to fish. <laughs> I get it. So, I get it, Chip. I get it 100%. I get it, 100%. So, I mean, I drove through the front line today. It cleared out. It's beautiful up here. You know, fishing was weird this past week, though. Yes. Um, you know, it's like the top of the tide on a high, it's like all small fish. And then the ladder of the outgoing tide seemed to produce the bigger fish. Um, and there were some fish schooled up. I mean, I had some gentlemen on the boat the other day. I had three generations on the boat, which was fun. Yes. And uh, the older gentleman was a very nice man. He was 91. He caught some some smaller fish, and he was doing really well. And then we had caught some of those sand trout, which is perfect because I kept those in a couple of little croakers and right. butterflied them and went bull red fishing. And the first one that went off, I went to hand him the rod, and he looked at me and goes, are you out of your mind? 
I don't what want makes that. you think I want to reel that thing in? Yeah. So, but really strange bite. Trout have not been uh, have not been cooperating for me up north. That's what Corey and, and we I were talking about. Some, yeah, we caught some last week. Now I did hear some reports of some trout downtown. Which I'd understand that one. Yeah. Which was so funny but, because usually, at least for for me down there, you know, like your trout starts showing up like around some docks and stuff like that, and and they weren't. You guys, they were way up there in, uh, you know, in the back of Guanas, in in, in the back of Casacolas, and a lot, a couple of the shallow water guides down there, they were catching the heck out of them and good ones. In, in less than two feet of water, and I'm just going, huh? I just couldn't. I just, I, I kind of, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. You know, it's funny, Scotty. That's where I've caught a lot of my really big fish. And then shallow water, two feet or less. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird because there's certain areas that hold bait um, in the winter time, and it seems like these big females will lay up there. Maybe it's because that water, you know, I know it's cold and they get more active, but I haven't been able to figure it out. So, Yeah, because, um, I mean, I still saw shrimp. I mean, I saw fish in the creek the other day chasing shrimp. And, I mean, yeah. good shrimp, too, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, good bait size, but I'm just saying they were coming up to the top chasing them. I don't know if they were reds or whatever. It was just in, in the bends in the creeks and stuff where they would push them up on the mud flats and stuff like that later on in the day. But it, it, I did see them. I, I mean, I watched the shrimps popping out of the water. So yeah, I was like, there's okay. There's plenty of bait up in Palm Valley like that too. Mullet, shrimp. I was going to ask you, anybody anybody seen finger mullet? Yeah, I've, I've seen them. I saw so many finger mullet. Sorry, Corey. No, go ahead, buddy. Speak up a little louder, Corey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I You know, I've listened to Leon talk about finger mullet down in the valley, and I hadn't seen much. And then I was on the southern end of Jack's Beach, and there was finger mullet everywhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And good schools. I mean, good school. Even I could cast net them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty thick. Then. But, um, you know, that surprised me because I'm not used to seeing them this late. Right. With that being said, last week when I got on a good trout bite, that's exactly where those mullet were. So, okay. You know, okay. but you know that's you know we get, we got on a real good trout bite in one little area on the first of the outgoing tide. It lasted about an hour of the outgoing tide, then they shut down. But um, you know, I, I know they follow that bait around. What you know, and the bait gets a little sluggish. Whatever happened? What, I, I know it was with you, and then I I I then we ran a big corporate charter um, with um, Terry Sturgeon. Right, about yeah. this time of year, like two years ago, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. What was, what when was all that um, shrimp popping in? Remember around BAE and and all. Remember the and you you'd sink deeper and you catch speckled trout on top. There were yellows, or yeah, there were or yellows. whatever. What was that? What what they remember? They were popping shrimp all out of the water, and they were like little glass minnows or something. Was it this time was of year? October. It was like October. November. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen that again? Oh, yeah. We see it a lot. I okay. mean, anytime you're running the ditch in the intercoastal, or running the ditch, the, the intercoastal, 
and you see birds flocking heavily over an area, you got to stop and fish it. At least mark it with your recorder. Right. You know? um, and a lot of times we'll have a ribbon fish hatch that'll happen in the spring, and uh, it'll be the same way. Okay. And you'll have uh, jacks, and uh, you'll have some jacks, you'll have some bluefish, and the bluefish have shown up back up here again. Little the tiny little ones, ones, too. Little yeah. ones. Um, which is kind of a pain sometimes because they just bite it in half. But, yeah. um, but you'll find that in the spring it'll be bluefish and the jacks higher with ladyfish higher. But if okay. you get behind where the birds are diving and throw way up current, and let it get down deep and drift through there, you'll find your yellowmouth and your, your speckle trout, your speckle trout, the bigger speckle trout. Right. And you'll find the bullhead tagged right in there with them. So it's huh. um, kind of a strange thing, you know. But, yeah, this week was uh, I fished high tide every day that I fished, and it was high, and the tide didn't want to move. It didn't yep. want to move out. But, um all my spots that I normally catch my redfish on high tide, you know, throwing popping corks with the dirty boxer or, you know, throwing a topwater plug or something of that nature just didn't produce. I mean, I think the fish were actually up in the grass, you know, and I don't know what they're feeding on in the grass because I thought the water was too chilly for the, for the uh, fiddlers to be around. So, right. but uh, we did see a couple of fish, you know, tailing in the grass, not tailing like they were, would do on a flood tide, but some off the edges of the grass tail. And stuff. Do you blame the water movement for the bite activity? I blame a super high tide for a sluggish bite, only because of the fact that those fish are have so much water, you've just taken and spread them out even further. Okay. You know, at low tide, they're congregated, of course, in runoffs and holes and on edges. So they're easier to target because they're bunched up. But when that tide gets... Above a 5-2, I'd say, somewhere around there, when it gets above that, it just makes it harder because they're pushed up in the grass. Yeah. You know, with my flats photo, I used to get the client on top of my my casting platform, and I'd, I'd troll the motor right down the edges and look in the little pockets behind the edges of the grass, and you could see a redfish laid up in them. Right. And it was easier for them to target. But now, you know, I have a little different setup, um, so I'm having to make those casts and throw up into it. That's why a lot of times I like doing the spinner bait with a dirty boxer on it because I can cover a lot of, of water and, and produce fish. Right. But, um, you know, sometimes Mike Conley and I fished last Sunday and didn't catch a fish throwing artificials. Really yeah. surprising. Yeah. Because we fished yeah. some prime water and it was just tough, you know. Yeah, Captain Rob Bennett fished yesterday and never caught a legal fish all day. Yeah. Larry, I mean, Larry Minyard as well. He said he he caught yeah. plenty of unders, but plenty of yeah of different of different stuff. You know, he said, yeah. I mean, I could have kept cleaned a couple thirteen inch sheephead, but we all know what uh, you know what you're going to get off a thirteen inch sheephead, and it's really you know I let them grow. Yeah, it's like cleaning a brim. Yes, you know, yeah, big rib cage. But I mean, it's like I tell clients now: if you're flexible with the tide, I mean, Corey produced fish. You know, some nice fish the other day. I'll get the fish the right side, you know. And this time of year, I like the last of the outgoing and the first of the incoming because that mud heats up. Yep. Yeah. You know, you'll catch redfish that have a dirty belly. 
you know, from where they've been laying up in that mud, wait, you know, they're sliding up as it's warming up. But, um, so you're still a big fan of like, I mean, of all, we, we all do it. I mean, if you can, which I tell my clients, you know, Oh, well, okay. Can we go out in the morning? No, we're not going in the morning. What do you mean? You know, well, look here, it's not a low tide till 12 o'clock. I said, I'm not leaving the dock much before nine 30. I said, so we're kind of going to be fishing like nine 30 to one 30. I like the first hour of the turn, hour and a half of the turn. After that, I'm I'm out. I'm done. I don't I don't do it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of guys that no, oh, you know, if we like it, can we fish longer? I said, dude, I'm just telling you, I'm gonna pick that prime time, and if I can't do it in four, we ain't gonna do it in six. You know, yeah. I mean that's well, you just know the me. funny thing, Scotty though is is like you'll go through a pattern and where you're catching all your fish at at, at low tide, and then they they don't feed. Right. And then you go back on a high tide, and they start feeding on the high tide again. Yeah, you, know? you see and, that a lot in the valley, too. I would imagine it happens a lot in the valley. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I've talked to Leon about it. I I love fishing high water, you know, especially if I'm flounder fishing. Yes. You know, throwing spinnerbait for flounder. Yes. Because they get all over it. But, yeah, you do have – it's a grind, though. You have to work for it a little bit more. But, you know, I, for instance, Sunday, the water was like 60 – I think it was 66 degrees, perfect conditions to throw top water. We had good high water, and we got one bite on top water. And we're watching fish blow really? mullet out of the water, you know. And, wow. you know, we threw back in other stuff, and it they were keyed in on those mullets so hard, you know. And it's it's just a strange way it works sometimes, you know. It's, but, you know, we have to go out and do it. So you asked about your clients going out later. I said, well, I prefer it if we could fish at like noon or this. And I'm like, no, we have to fish in the morning. I'm like, okay, then we'll just go grind. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and that's it. Then that's popping cork. I mean, if you can, yeah. you know, yeah. this time of year, that's popping for me, it's popping corks up against the grass, grass up line. Against grass, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or fish yeah. deeper creeks on the corners and stuff. And maybe there's a drum or something sitting in it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I found, you know, some good holes with drum in it. The problem is they're just small. I know. You know? Seen a lot of that. But they're. A ton of them in there. Yep. You know. Hey. And it's really weird because I sent those pictures out the other day. I'm still marking tarpon under dock. Yeah. What was that all about? They're still here. You no, know. Yeah. I mean, that fish was probably about 30 pounds, you know, compared to what we And then we saw some rolling and saw a couple of them feed. And I'm like, what? The what? <laughs> you yeah. know. It's, but, it's, I mean, is that like residence fish the same way as yeah, we catching a pompano fish. in 54 degrees and... You know, you talk to any old timer or any commercial, you go, man, there, there's no way. You know, Pompano temps are seven, you know, sixty-seven to seventy-four. You know, and all this. Yeah, we have resident juveniles here. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I see them all winter long. You know, we caught that one. Uh, I think it was last year, year before, in like February. You know, and but it was, and then we caught one by hand. Yes. You know, and he was covered with sea lice and just kind of barely swimming along you yep. know yep. and uh but it's i don't know i just was hoping we'd get on a snook bite honestly because when the water gets down to like 65 i can usually do pretty good on snook in a couple areas right but, you know they just didn't haven't seen for any me, of those so, okay. yeah hmm. but thank you, know, you yep i appreciate you yep. good yep. luck appreciate kill a big buck thank you all right, Bubba. Waiting on Corey to get up here. Save a few for me. 
Keep, keep Skeeter All out right, of guys. my bed. Yeah, yeah. He says, keep, make sure Skeeter has a bath before he gets in his bed. Skeeter, get out of his room. <laughs> Roll the covers up. All right. All right, guys. Bye, bu- bye buddy. Bye. Captain Chip, we can go check it in. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You listen to the Ring Power Official Forecast. Captain Corey Sparks, Captain Scott Shank. We'll be right back. Yeah, show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Official Forecast. I'm Captain Corey Sparks. I'm Captain Scott Shank. And we kind of ran over there talking to Captain Chip. So this is going to be just a little short one here for a minute. Um, Christmas is right around the corner. It's hard to believe. It's already almost a new year. Wow. Anyhow, um, people looking for you, where do they go to? What do they do? What do you do? Where do you run out of? All that kind of stuff. I'm mostly out of Palm Valley. I can go out of St. Augustine or Beach Boulevard, but uh, mostly out of Palm Valley at uh, 310charters.com or phone number 716-307-7654. Lots of... uh, Lots of random availability. Christmas is starting to book up, but yep. uh, really good. You know, if this cold passes and we get some clear skies and nice sweater weather days, you know, hoodies well, and jeans. Well, that's it's, it. It's that's good. it. But even 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 for myself too. I mean, all of us offer some kind of gift certificate or some kind yeah. of a way that even if you needed a stocking stuffer, sure. you know, you can get a hold of any one of us and 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 all and. You know, it doesn't have to be for right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, are all of our gift certificates are good for a year. So call us or whatever. We could go kingfishing, go tarpon fishing. You know, even if he didn't, it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be right now. Sure. Yeah, We're going mean, to get a lot of phone calls from People that are come gonna pop in the door and hey we're here and they look outside and it's eighty degrees like it was last week and, and they want to go somebody's gonna get yeah. a phone call yeah you know so I mean the easiest way is just get a hold of any of us whether it's myself Corey Captain Kevin Favor Captain Cor- um, Chip Wingo Captain Leon Dana um, you know we're we're here we all do we we do offer gift certificates and stuff for later on down the road. Um, Another great stocking stuffer is Captain's Choice Tackle, found all over. Yeah. <laughs> Strike zones, north and south. All your Hagen Ace hardwares, Proctor Ace hardwares. Um, gosh, Palm Valley Outdoors, Old City Bait and Tackle, Avid Angler, um, Janungs, um, Rick's Bait and Tackle. I mean, it's, anyhow, it's a great little stocking stuffer for your fisher person. Whether it be a big person or a little person, get them started. But it's it's coming around the corner, and it's just you know something that your your fisherman in your life and stuff like that that um, wants to go. And as well as I get phone calls all the time, and hey, you know we kind of moved down here, or hey, I kind of you know. I want to. I want. I don't know what I'm doing. You know. I want to learn. I got a boat and whatever. And straight up, I mean, I'm going to take you. We are going to catch fish, but it might not be. I got. I got. We all have to protect what we (laughs) what we fish. But with that being said, um, it's 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 not 
and that's what I explained to everybody. And it's not really about catching, but it's showing you different areas of how uh, and how and why I fish these different areas, whether yeah. jig head sizes to popping corks to rod size, rod real size, size, real size. I mean, guys you know show up with beach stuff. And, exactly. And nowhere near. A exactly. Exactly. Size you know, exactly. We might have, you know, for the most part, because of having a T-top, I carry all nothing but seven foot rods. So I have anything from, you know, 2000 series reels up to like 5000 series reels on the boat, um, depending on what time of season what time of year, and yeah. whatever. I mean, I might have eight that, you know, tarpon gear and I never know. OK, but I do have enough in that day that uh, which I've done it before. That ocean is like a mill pond. And even though the inshores, what is like dudes, y'all just like, let's just go play with go 15 look. pound test. And we'll go pull on snappers and and yeah. and and just just have fun. But it's always just having a availability of rods. And I mean, we're teachers too. I mean, we will take you out there. We will teach you and and how and why and what we look for. Um, you know, in these spots we fish. I pull up to somewhere and I go, why am I pulling up here? What you see? Absolutely. You got to start learning how to read the water. That's how I learned. I mean, it. You know, either I was questioning whoever I was fishing with at a very young age. Or through time, you know, you have to learn how to read that area and why am I sitting here for this? Sure. That's, so that's one of the biggest questions too. The guys that want to learn, they why here? Yep. What, what do you see if if an oyster bar is covered up or they can't clearly see what you're after? And that's a big water part coming of around a point, yeah. you know, whatever. But it is. It's it, it. You know, you can pull up to any dock, and that's what you can pull up to any dock and fish any tide, high or low. Yep. But I look uh, again if I'm dock fishing, I'm looking for a dock that slopes off, not at a fast rate, but that drops from two to six feet of water in ten feet, twelve feet. I want it to come off on a small sloping ledge. Yeah. That's if I'm dock fishing, if I'm flounder fishing or whatever, because he's going to run off and want to move out to some kind of deeper water. Creeks in the wintertime, it's always you know we're, I mean it, it's a cross. They could be laying up there in the mud, like Chip was talking about earlier, where the where the bellies are are, oh. are all muddy. Um, they could be all laying in 25 foot holes in the middle of a creek. Well, like this week fishing the grass lines and, and what, you know, what grass, you, everything's flooded. Right. That's part of being out at low tide, taking mental pictures and knowing where those oysters or where those troughs are that you can drift through, drift over. And, uh, that's where the bike came this week is drifting that structure while it was covered. I have more GPS spots spotted inshore than i do offshore yeah because that's what i'll find something on that on that huge super moon low tide and Negative go blow, yeah. dang where did that oyster bed come out of the middle of mm -hmm. nowhere at and so you just you you learn it hey i know we're running over again hey folks we got to take a quick break and we'll come back for a little short segment at the very end you listen to the ring power fishing forecast captain Corey sparks captain scott shank we'll be right back it's the ring power fishing forecast show on 1010xl Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast, and our favorite captain, I don't know in the whole world, but I guess he's hes my buddy, Captain Leon Dana got away from a family dinner, Christmas dinner, so he called in with like two minutes, three minutes to go, so you got here, you got it, Leon, you here? Uh, I got it, brother, I appreciate it. Thank no you problem, so much, thank you. I know you're busy with the family. Um, yeah, yeah. 
big, 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 big dinner tonight. Good. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, um, you're probably interested in this because I'm interested in it because I'm, you know, we're, we're Christmas, so we're all kind of a little bit busy next week. Man, what's some? How about some gorgeous tides? You know, oh my I mean, gosh, yeah. Me in the morning yes. is eight thirty in St. Augustine. You know, mm-hmm. and you're at nine forty five, right? Corey, you said nine forty five for tomorrow. Yeah, yes, sir. Nine forty nine, I think. Yeah. So you know, I mean, gosh. So yeah, I mean, oh, like, next week will be spectacular. Next week's spectacular. Don't to, I don't know about Friday though. Friday uh, might be what, a captain's breakfast luncheon. Uh, well, yeah, there's a possibility. Although Corey was telling me we got some negative types. Yeah, we got Thursday negatives Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday, Afternoon we got negatives. negatives. That's what I was going to tell everybody because I had phone calls all week. I had somebody that texted us and said, "Man, I'm trying to get some oysters, and it's already half up my boot at low tide." At low tide, and I went, "Yup, you got no water movement. We don't have any water movement tomorrow. Um, Nothing moved yesterday. Nope. And that's another reason. So, like tomorrow's a a a, a four and a one point." So, a one point? Yeah. <laughs> a one point low and a three eight high. God, a one point. Not a point one, a Not one point. One point zero <laughs> for tomorrow. Wow. Low. So it's already gonna be a quarter of the way in at low tide eight twelve tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, looks like it's gonna be another throwing the popping corks in yes, a mud minute day. Yes, sir. Like yesterday. Is that what you've been doing? That is what I've been doing, and it actually worked very well yesterday on that high income tide. Uh, I was I impressed. Extremely slow. I was impressed. I, 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 I didn't I really think you were going to catch anything, to be totally honest with you, when you left. I, I thought I might get a trout, yep. maybe a red, and I did extremely well. I mean, I'll, I'll take that on any charter. Oh, yeah. That kind yeah. of a day. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. it, and uh, we fished quite a ways away from each other and we both had success doing that so yes it can work it's a grind but it can work it is a grind just like Corey said i mean it was just like shiner fishing for largemouth bass yep we we stuck to an area that we knew the fish should be in we know the fish are there at low tide went back to the same area we're pounding these grass banks throwing an 18 to 20 inch leader uh with a popping cork in a mud minnow and you fish a spot for five to ten minutes, you know. Just but very hard to do it with area. four people. It is. It's a two. Hard. It's a two man game. I mean, that's it. I mean, other than that, then now, now we're now we're back to going. Uh, okay, now we're you know trout fishing. Like either whether they be a yellowmouth trout. Or, I mean, just yeah. just to bend a rod. You know. Right. I mean, you can't. You can't throw. Four you can't corks. throw four popping corks. No, there's you no can't. way. You can't. There's no there, way. There's too much movement going on. Yep. You're right. Yep. Oh, I love it. When I get two people, which is a rarity, and it's just like, oh, I have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and Corey and I look at each other, and that's just our normal thing. Yeah. And every once in a while, we look at each other when one guy, one has one person, and we're like, oh, you lucky dog, you. <laughs> so, no, 100%. Well, that you did. You had, you had a great weekend, or a great week, you know, and we had a few weather days this week. Which is that is accustomed to be, being this time of year, just what we got to right, deal yeah. with. Absolutely, you know, and Absolutely. that's why everybody's all panic and stuff. Like, chill out. I'm not going to rebook it anyhow. So if I don't call you until Friday night at eight o'clock, don't panic. You know, we'll, we'll I'll yeah. let you know. It's all good. It's all good. You're right. You know. So you're right. All right, buddy. Well, we I gotta appreciate go. the two minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks, I'm sorry. Hope brother. dinner was good. It was great. The whole family was there. That's great. That's glad great. to hear. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. All right, guys. Be Take safe. Care. See care. ya. Bye, Corey. See you, buddy.
All right, my friend, I appreciate you. You're getting better and better at this. You understand that? You know, you know, you've 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 raised your the bar. You're you're, well, I appreciate you're, the you're getting there, Scotty. You're I, getting there. I you're, appreciate you're, all you guys put in. Front oh of no, me man, and, that's. And I'm thankful for it, and we appreciate the check-ins and 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 helping helping us make the show what we can make it, and 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 that's putting the best the best captains on here that can that can give you the best information that we got, and I mean that's that's all we can ask for, you know, is to is to help the people to go fishing. That's right. Folks, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Don't forget uh, the outdoor show from 7 to 10. Uh, I believe the whole crew's here this week. And I know that there's going to be a lot of laughter and joking about the Christmas party last week at Ring Power. And again, thank you to Ring Power for that. Again, you've been listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Corey Sparks, I'm Captain Scott Shank. See ya. See ya.